Brown Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman. New storefronts and Buck Walder Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buck Walder Motors in Wellman and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Well, we have Griffin Dean of the Burlington Greyhounds. Uh, it's his first time on Round Guy Radio, so I promise I'd take it easy on him. Welcome to the program, Coach. Uh, it's first year, so it's going to be quite the building blocks for my career. All right. Well, uh, tell me a little bit. Uh, uh, I haven't talked to you yet about the Burlington Greyhounds, uh, and it's our number one market. So I know we've got a lot of people interested that listen to Round Guy Radio. So uh, well, first we'll go over the team, then we'll go over the schedule. But I just kind of want to hear about your pitching. So let's start out with the starting pitching and then tell me a little, you know, your rotation and how they're doing. And then we'll talk a little bit, maybe some of the bullpen. Um, the starting pitching, I mean, we're just getting into season. Uh, don't really have starters, I guess, locked down. Um, it's kind of just whoever wants to do the job and whoever's dominant in night to night basis. Uh, majority Kyler Schwartz, he's a senior. Uh, he's pitched for us quite a bit last year. Um, Drake Timmerman, he's a senior. He's, uh, up there in the pitching rotation and then Evan Hecox who actually is a sophomore he pitched well against North Scott and actually got our first win of the season uh Friday night so he'll uh have this year and a few more years to follow for those for him well you guys uh uh have a tough schedule and we'll get into that uh but let's let's go uh around the the, the horn now with, with any good pitching staff's gonna need a catcher uh, we need somebody to block pitches, you know, to call a good game, to keep the, the runners from just getting the freebies down to second. Uh, who do you got there behind the plate? Uh, Noah Nixon, mostly. Uh, there is a freshman, Brody Guernsey, um, that will spot start between kind of give Noah that rest. I mean, especially on doubleheader days. I mean, it's a lot to ask a uh, dude to catch two games right in a row, uh, especially when the heat plays a factor kind of more when you slide into June and closer to July, but uh, Noah Nixon, he's a senior. Uh, he's going to do most of the catching work and hopefully uh, gives his knowledge of the game to Brody. That's, like I said, a freshman. So, All right. Well, what do we got at first base and third base? And I don't want to hear about the hitting. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, Josh Zahner, he's a junior. He's mainly our first baseman. Uh, we also have Tyler Schwartz, who I said about the pitching earlier. He'll play a little bit there. Ethan Weinreich, he's also a first baseman. Uh, uh, third base, infield as a whole, honestly, is kind of just uh, plug and play. I mean, you got Hunter Ford, Alex Fawcett, and Christoph Consabalos. Uh, all three of those boys can play all three of the infield positions on from second across to third. So, All right. Well, let's talk about that double play combination that the guys you got up to middle, the second baseman, and the shortstop combination there. What, what, who's, who's man in the man in those turfs? 
Uh, I'd say Alex right now is the biggest uh, contributor at short right now. Um, he's a senior. He's actually, this is probably his third year on varsity. Uh, I think he came up a little bit as a freshman and played pretty much sophomore, junior, and now senior year. Um, he's also committed to SEC, so I mean, he's a good ball player. Um, and then Christos Casablos, he is a junior. I had him last year as a sophomore team. Uh, and then Hunter Ford, also a senior. Um, they pretty much man it all down. I mean, all three of them can play any of those three spots. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably just be Alex right now. Okay. Well, uh, outfield seems to be uh, in high school, uh, like the most important, it seems like, because, uh, uh, you know, it gets past the infielder. Uh, it's a single. It gets past the outfielder, and it could be the whole shebang. Uh, yeah. uh, you need speed. You need someone that can read the ball well, and, and you need a, a, a good arm or two out there. So yep. t- take me through your outfield. Uh, leading off in center, uh, Gabe Robinson. Uh, I'm sure the Burlington community knows him. He's starting quarterback for the football team. Uh, like most people have seen him in football. I mean, he's quick, witty, tough. I mean, he basically tracks down any ball we need him to. Um, right field is mainly held down right now by Moise Cordero. Uh, I think he's the fourth of the Cordero brothers. And then Solomon, he's on the bench. Uh, he's the last one, I believe. Could be mistaken on that, but um, and then left field is a combination between Kyler Schwartz, Vance Walls, uh, kind of like like I said earlier, it's early, uh, so I mean things could totally change in two weeks. You know how baseball well, is. Let's talk a little bit about some of those guys on the bench. Uh, maybe some young players that are. You mentioned a freshman that's pushed his way into catching a little bit, or at least a backup role. You got any of those young younger players or even some experienced players that like to get on the field and, and contribute? Uh, yeah, as far as the young guys go, Brody, like I talked about earlier, he's a freshman. Evan Hecox is going to throw a lot for us. Uh, he's a sophomore. Logan Messer, he's a sophomore. He's going to throw a little bit for us. Um, but as far as uh, the whole team in general, I did keep it a little bit smaller than normal. So I think we only have about four to five guys in the dugout that aren't uh, playing most days. But those are like Solomon Cordero, Ethan Weinrich, um, just a couple guys that bring the energy up. I mean, we all have a job to do, no matter whether you're on the field or in the dugout. And they're. Positive thoughts. Well, you got uh you know, maybe makes a lot of contact, don't strike out much, gets on base, uh, some of the top of the lineup kind of guys? Uh, so far, Gabe Robinson, he's been our leadoff. Um, he's kind of started the year in a slump. Uh, just building back that confidence is the biggest thing, but – he has a lot of good quality ABs, um, pushes to make the pitcher throw a lot. I mean, I think he's forced seven or eight walks in six games. So, I mean, it's a pretty good stat. Um, he's going to push the tempo on the base paths. Uh, we talked about 
one-way leads and there's a couple kids on the team that have the green light at all times, especially if they get down timing. I mean, we work a lot on base running because, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not going to have a guy with 10 home runs, and everybody knows that. So we do work hard on the base pass to try to, I mean, get that edge, you know what I mean? Do you have anybody uh, – uh, okay, let's talk about them three, four, five hitters, the guys that drive in runs, uh, uh, the, the guys that uh, you want to send up there with runners on base. What do we got for that? Uh, for the beginning of the year, we're working with Hunter Ford, third baseman senior, Alex Fawcett, shortstop senior, Josh Zahner, junior, playing first, and then Christos has kind of been rounding up that two through five uh, right now. Um Nixon's put on a show for the first part of the year. Uh, he'll start working his way up. Um, but as far as two through five right now, I would say uh, Ford, Fawcett, Zahner, and Christos. All right. Well, what's what do you got at the back end of the order? Moise um, is usually down at the bottom, uh, who's actually doing very well. Uh, he's seeing the ball good, hitting gaps, controlling. Uh, Controlling the controllables. I mean, he doesn't get, he doesn't ride the highs too high and the lows too low. Um, Drake Timmerman's kind of been my nine hole for the first part of the year. Uh, he's a senior. He's been in it. He's played ball at a high level before. Uh, he had two big hits against PV that drove in a couple runs and kept us in the game uh, until it ended up getting out of hand. But then uh, it's kind of, just searching for that guy who wants to put his name in the lineup, you know what I mean, towards the end of the year. So, Well, who is uh, on the bench uh, that could come in and give you a pinch hit, or, or you got any hitters or, or developing players uh, on the bench uh, with the bats? Uh, Brody is a freshman. I think he can handle the stick well. I think uh, the first game we started against PV, or he started against PV, it's kind of uh, – a big scene for him. I mean, freshman, uh, first varsity appearance, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, you have to remember these kids are 14 years old, so it's a big uh, thing. Uh, Vance Walls, he'll definitely come off the bench and provide a spark in the outfield as well. I mean, he played against North Scott in the win we had uh, and then played game two as well. Um, trying to think... Well, that's enough. We can talk. About, I'd like to talk about the schedule if that'd be all right with you. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, I've been following the A, uh, or one A and two A, uh, uh, but three A doesn't start as soon or play has hasn't played near as many games as the small schools have. How many games have you played all together? Right now, we're sitting at one and five. Okay. So, so uh. uh well, let's talk about uh, uh, let's talk about some of the games, some of the road games, some of the home games, uh, and then let's talk about that win you got. Yeah, so uh, Burlington, we're four A. Um, it's a tough schedule to begin the season. Uh, they used to play in the MAC. Now we've moved to the Southeastern Conference, kind of with uh, Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, Washington, Keokuk, people like that. Um, so we. Uh, the first game we opened up, uh, we played Iowa City High, who is ranked sixth in 4A. Um, I saw a lot of good things out of that game uh, that we can continue to work forward with and strive for. Um, 
Ended up losing that game 13-9. Uh, followed up by Bettendorf. Uh, they're a good club. I think they've started 6-0. I don't think they're rated or ranked yet, but I believe they will be. And then we went to Pleasant Valley. Uh, first game, we, lost, we got 10 run, lost 18-8. to uh, We were in it for most of the game and had that one bad inning where kind of the wheels fell off and ended up putting us in a hole. Um, ended up losing that second game with the against PV, 10-6. to um, In all these games, we're seeing positives as a staff, um, pitching, hitting, fielding. I mean, obviously, there's always something to work on, but we're definitely seeing positives. And then North Scott came to town on Friday, who uh, we ended up beating that first game, which I was really impressed with our kids and how they responded because we did put ourselves down 5-0 to start that game. So it was a big win to come back and win at 8-7. Um, and then we open up with uh, Keokuk for conference on Tuesday, uh, which would be, what, the 30th? Mm-hmm. And from then on out, it's conference games. And I uh, in the off season, I try to schedule as many midweeks as possible. Uh, we play Muscatine, Davenport West, Davenport Assumption. I mean, so our midweeks are not easy games by any means no uh well uh uh let's talk about next week where, where do you play uh do, do you play F- fairfield or mount pleasant or anything uh or you come over here uh that, that a part of the state any yeah we will eventually um next week uh so tomorrow's the holiday with memorial day but uh tuesday we go to keokuk for two games and then we'll come home for Thursday for just a single game against Keokuk on Thursday um, at Wayne Duke. And then that rounds out this week. So this week is kind of uh, the calm before the storm because then it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for the next three weeks after this. So. Ooh, could you go through just the, the week after that? Yep. So then the week after that, we go to – uh, I don't have a schedule right in front of me, but I believe it is Fairfield. Oh, you go to Fairfield? I think they're at uh, at Burlington on Monday, and then we go to Fairfield on Thursday. Okay. Well, I might be able to check that game out. I already see, saw them play Pekin. Uh, just yeah. that's the last game I covered. I've already been to seven. <laughs> so, uh, but that's what I do, you know. I I cover the Kyoto Eagles because they don't have any other coverage, you know. But yeah. uh, and they had like six home games or well, five home games already. But I went to Sigourney and I went to Pekin and saw Fairfield. I saw Sigourney and Pella Christian. Uh, so uh, I haven't seen any 4A, uh, but we really would like to get a chance to to cover you. And I think I'll I'll pencil that down uh, uh, Thursday. Uh, is that what is it like a 7:30 game or something? Um, let me pull up the schedule real quick because I have it right here. And then I will tell you. They play the late ones, man. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. When I got home at one ten in the morning from Pleasant Valley on last Thursday. Yeah. Oh, it's a long ways to go. It's a long um, ways to go. And then you just, really have... just out in that island there and they give them that 4A tag and then they can't play any of the schools that's around them. And, and they got to play all the Cedar Rapids, Xavier's, and North Scotts, and that's that's your easy game, you know. It's ridiculous. Uh, 
I miss the old Southeast Seven, Burlington, Atlanta, Fairfield, Mount Pleasant, Washington, you know, Oskaloosa. And those teams just play each other over and over, and nobody's driving too far, and all the fans can get there. And it's, and it, I don't know why it, it didn't seem to make any any difference. You know, Fairfield could play a Tumwa, and Burlington, and Burlington could play Mount Pleasant and Keokuk, and you know, just. Uh, but now it's just drive, 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 ain't it? Yeah, it definitely is. So yeah, um, uh, June fifth, that Monday, Fairfield comes to town here. And then we go to Muscatine that Tuesday, and then we will go to Fairfield that Thursday on June eighth. What do you know about Muscatine team? I've heard they got a little little something going there. Uh, I've been looking at stats. Uh, they were three and three. Uh, I know last year they struggled a little bit, but they were three and three and had some. I'd say quality wins so far. So yeah, that's what I I I knew they had some quality wins. L- uh, let me ask you. Uh, uh, we talked about the schedule. We talked about the season. We talked about the players. Uh, I got a couple minutes left here with you. Tell me a little bit about you. What was your journey like to become the head baseball coach for the Burlington Grahams? Uh, so I actually went to school in Minneapolis. So a little oh. bit of uh down the road journey, but, uh, I, uh, graduated from Minneapolis in 2016. Uh, I was on the state qualifying team in 2015 of Minneapolis. Um, ended up signing to play college baseball at Grayson university, which is over in Lamoni, Iowa, where mm-hmm. probably nobody knows where it is. <laughs> yeah, we know very well when their head coach comes on here, uh, we talk right. to their scouts. They call us and ask us to get players. It's, uh, we have a special relationship with Graceland College here at Round Guy Radio. With uh, Brady McKillop? No, the the football coach. Uh, oh, fo- yep. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I talked to him too, uh, but we did have the, the football coach on a couple times last year during the season. They won a, their game. They hadn't won in a, like three years, and they had, a, they had a win, and then they got another one. I think they got three or four of them, actually. So. Yeah. That'd be a good year for them last year because, yeah, like you said, they hadn't won in a while. But uh, uh, they're definitely uh, back on track, and uh, they're they're scouting the players of Southeast Iowa pretty hard. Uh, they want they want to you know get those winners over there, and I think that's uh, kind of what you got to do. So you went to college, uh, Minneapolis. That's another that's another. They're tied with Burlington for number one. Uh, I just love Minneapolis and their sports. It, it, you, if you're coming from Minneapolis, that makes me feel real good about you because they they're just winners over there. They do everything yeah. right. They got the great community over there. All the massive support, you know. Uh, it's not as easy to build the support for a, a sports team when they, you know, when you got to travel to Des Moines and Cedar Rapids and Dubuque and the Quad Cities all the time to to follow the team around, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Minneapolis gave me a lot, uh, and my coaches were Gary Sharp and Todd Hilton, and they taught me a lot just about the game as a player. I mean. A lot of kudos go to them, but uh, I ended up going to Graceland, only played for a couple months, ended up blowing up my arm, uh, but I kind of gave it up for a couple months after that and just realized I couldn't get away from the game, so I came back to the baseball team as a student assistant, graduated in three years, so I was basically a student assistant on the coaching staff at Graceland for three years. Moving into graduation, kind of, uh, went after the college coaching world, uh, took over a 
college prospect league, kind of like the bees have here in town. Yeah, that's there. cool. Yeah, coached them for a summer. Had a couple really good players. One of them now plays at Washington State and big time schools like that. But uh, ended up getting the assistant job at Ellsworth Community College. Uh, that didn't pan out so well. Ended up coming home. Just been kind of working, and then I, uh, Brock Schneiden, who was the head coach for Burlington for the last eleven years, has always has been a family friend since uh, I was twelve, ten, somewhere in there. Um, and so I kind of just got my foot in the door with that. I did my internship through college through him as a volunteer coach. Came back, um, kind of worked around my work schedule. I would kind of pop in and out whenever I could. And then last year, I got hired on the staff as a sophomore coach, which was pretty awesome. And then that was kind of just the entry to what I am now. Well, that's, he, that's about as good as you can get for preparing to be the head coach to coach a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, it just helps with the whole, I don't want to say reputation, but uh, – well, you know Kidding. the players, you know. You already yeah. have an established relationship with them. Yep, yep. That's, that's the word. You know what they can do and what they, they can't do and how to help them improve on what they can't, uh, make it more complete. Well, Coach, how can we follow uh, the Burlington Greyhounds other than through Round Guy Radio? Uh, we're just going to keep uh, listeners up to date on what you guys are doing. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, is there a streaming service or radio? Is there – some kind of uh, Facebook or, or social Twitter or social media we can follow the team on? Not that we have now. Um, if you'd like, you could always give me your email. I can shoot you game uh, stats. That'd be all right. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Well, uh, 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 thank you so much for being on with me. Uh, you can let your fans know Thursday night you'll be on Round Guy Radio. Uh, it won't be live, but it'll be like Posted like five minutes after the game's over. Uh, after I do the the player of the game interviews, I I can post it, and then uh, uh, we'd be happy to to help you guys get some coverage. You certainly deserve it with the great fans and the great town that you got, and uh, the way things are going over there in Burlington with the sports. It's just going up, and uh, real impressive win against North Scott. Uh, I think your your team's on a roll, and uh, uh, I think you'll uh, uh, be pretty competitive with Fairfield. So. We'll be looking forward to seeing you, Coach. All right. Thank you, sir. This episode of Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman, new storefronts, and Buckwaller Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buckwaller Motors in Wellman and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa.